Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the Midweek Podcast. In this show, we strive to open a dialogue of how life recovery and God's Word go hand in hand. Every week, our speaker will be going through the biblical process of life transformation. And now, another episode of the Midweek Podcast. So, uh, we're in 2 Corinthians chapter 5 still, and we're walking through... uh, we're walking through the chapter, and what I hope, what I hope you've, what I hope you've begun to apply, is you've begun to see chapter five working towards culminating to um, this week and the next two weeks of of a ministry of reconciliation, of being ambassadors uh, for Christ, um, and when what these next three weeks mean fleshed out today. Because the first half was all about how fallen the world is, how temporary you are, yet how also eternal your soul is, okay? It's about our bodies and the tents that we limp around in, but also the reality of the kingdom of God, all right? So as we work towards the middle of it, we, Christ makes a huge impact on the regeneration of who we are, on, on, on new creation. And it, it is something that is initiated by Christ through the sacrifice that he gave on the cross. And if you haven't, if you weren't here, you haven't listened to us, um, we, we now podcast, thanks to Tony, um, our sermons. So you can go through and you can listen to each of the sermons that build up to the next one. And, uh, and you can, we're unpacking each of these verses. But today, in chapter 5, we're working through uh, verse 18 and 19. Now, this is the first one in a while that hasn't started with therefore. Uh, so praise the Lord. It actually starts with now. Now, all these things are from God. What's beautiful about, uh, I'm hitting these two verses, these two, this one passage, and I'm bringing in two other passages in Colossians and Romans. All I really need to do is just read them to you, and they speak for themselves. That's, that, is, that is the beauty of the Word of God, I'm going to be honest. Now, all of these things are from God. Last 17 verses. Eternity. What is promised by Christ. New life in Christ. Your position in the kingdom of heaven. Not judging things from the outside, but from the inside. The heart is what matters. A new creature. Old things having been passed away. Oh, praise the Lord for what, what used to be isn't what is today in the life of a believer in Jesus Christ. Uh, and he says, now all of these things are from God. He gets all the credit. He is the originator. He is the initiator. He is the one That gets all the credit. Now remember who he's writing to. The church of Corinth, right? 2 Corinthians, the church of Corinth, which are Gentiles, that he's established a church there, okay? So he's writing to these people. And in my mind, I understand also the source, uh, former Saul, now Paul, uh, religion consumed him until a relationship derailed him. And so... 
uh, it, it, it was this transition for him. And what I see is this beautiful foundation that he's laying that is not based on works. It is not based on you. It is not based on religion. It is all from God. Everything that I wrote above this is from him. Who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Namely, that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself not counting their trespasses against them, praise God. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation, reconciliation, reconciliation. So, as we start off in verse uh, 18, now all these things are from God. Uh, let, me, let me describe all these things. Romans chapter 5 uh, reads like this. For while we were still helpless, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. Take out ungodly there and put your own name. For one will hardly die for a righteous person, though perhaps... For the good person, someone would even dare to die. But God demonstrates his own love towards us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. For if we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through the death of his son. Much more, having been reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. And not only this, but we also celebrate in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we now have received the reconciliation. All the ungodly sinners that are in that paragraph, all they did was get to receive, 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 receive. What God did, 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 did. He's in relentless pursuit of us. While we are at our worst. Man, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, mm, He's a new creature. I love it. I love it. Guys, this is a pretty, let's just unpack, let's just talk about it. Let's just read it. Now, all these things are from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ. So, in order for God to reconcile something, it had to have been broken. The relationship had to have been ruined. We address this in, at the beginning of this chapter. We address the fall of man. We address how uh, now we are temporal, like we're, we're, in, we're in slowly uh, dying tense as we operate. We're groaning and moaning through life. We, we address that, and the reality is that in order for God to have a need to reconcile, something needed to be broken. 
We talked about how this is like I mean, he's, he's, he, it culminates to this. We talked about how it is in our brokenness that's that's where God's light shines through. It's not in our perfection. So so we are broken. One, are you broken? Do you need saving? Do here's a tougher one. Don't get in a pattern of saying yes real quick. Do do you think? that you are saved because of you. Because if it's from God, if reconciliation needed to happen, then you are broken and there's nothing that you can do about it. And until you and I get that through our thick skulls, we will not encounter our Savior and Lord because we sit on the throne And that's just reality, guys. So it originates from God. Who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. So it originated from God. God brought, he reached out. Christ came down. He lived the perfect life. And it said God reconciled us to himself. He did all the work. And it was done through Christ. He again is hitting the, the vehicle in which you receive this reconciliation. The vehicle in which you receive eternal life. The vehicle in which you receive peace, joy, love, abounding, forgiveness. You receive it. It is only through Jesus Christ. This is just two sentences where he's just he's saying these things that that are so countercultural even today. I don't know if I can say this. I can't. I can't say this, can I? But he cuts the crap and goes straight to the point. Okay? He does. He cuts it and goes straight to the point. He says, no fluff. Here's the deal. Okay? God did it. He's the one that reconciled because it was broken because of us, and he did it through Christ and the sacrifice that he made. See, Christ's ministry on earth was that of reconciliation. You saw that both vertically and horizontally. He was dragging people to the foot of Calvary, okay? He was dragging people out of their boats. He was dragging people out of tax collection. He was dragging people away from their homes and out of their sinful lifestyles. He was picking them up. He was bringing them to God. He was revealing God through the way that he acted. And he was speaking in a way that was revolutionary to the direction of the trajectory that religion and the world was headed. The kingdom of God is near. It's time. And the ministry of Jesus Christ, although it was convicting for many, right? I remember Pastor talking about some people paint Jesus as like love, 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 and he sings like Pastor does. Um, but he, but no, he's flipping tables, cracking whips, spitting in the ground and rubbing it on eyes. Okay, so he's doing things um, that that are so extreme because he's in a relentless pursuit of these people. 
so that they can be reconciled with God, so that their relationship with their creator can be mended. And Christ knows that the only way that that can happen is by him and through him. He said it. I am the way. His ministry of reconciliation is the model that which we should pursue to live. Christ gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Verse 19, namely that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them. He's, he's, he's unpacking what he, told, what he declared happened over the last six verses. He is showing that Christ literally did it and lived it as an example of not judging on the outside but looking at the heart. He talked about forgiveness. Christ, he, he counted he, while being crucified. He sought forgiveness for the men that were mocking him, for the women that were cursing at him, for those that beat him. He, he, he interceded on their behalf even before he had died. His ministry of reconciliation is a beautiful example. And whenever it <laughs> he, 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 he didn't hold things against other people, but he forgave them. And he has committed to us the word of reconciliation. For me, this is where it gets tougher. Because like many of you, I am so thankful for what he did for me. I'm like, I know I didn't deserve it. I know I don't deserve it. And each of us feel a sense of wonder and awe at a creator that would love you that much, me that much, at our worst, to pursue us for reconciliation, for something that we broke. And to send his son to initiate the beginning of that ministry of reconciliation itself and is done by God, because of God, through Christ, and it's a free gift that we get to experience as grace. And he gives us the same ministry to carry out today. Oh. I believe a lot, I mean, some, no, not a lot of you. Some of you know, like, really what's going on in our lives. Um, but the area of forgiveness is something 
that has been the, the biggest struggle for me. Um, because the enemy gets in, and um, I'm going to say some things about just me, and I don't want you to think I'm saying them about any of you, so um, don't take it that way. I'm not talking to you. I'll look up. Um, so uh, I am reminded of this phrase that the enemy uses, and I didn't know what forgiveness was until I started to process it through counseling. Um, but it's this, it's this phrase that when I hear it, it makes me cringe and I flee from it. Um, I'll forgive, but I won't forget. And I feel it. And I think it. And I'm for... Bennett, I'll just say this, for Bennett, man, that's not of Christ. Because the ministry of reconciliation um, that I see throughout Scripture, that I see in Christ, um, it looks different for the things I'm going through, okay, than... Uh, Forgive and not forget. It, it, it looks different. And so um, God is stretching me. God is growing me. God is challenging me uh, to daily walk through a process. I've like, I, I picture myself post-counseling with this Batman belt of all these tools that I have. And each day I'm dealing with these different things. So beep, boop, boop. Okay, I'm going to use my forgiveness. I'm going to do my self-awareness. I'm going to be like, that's a trigger for codependency. And I'm like walking through things. And I'm working with my tools that I've been given. My wife is saying, get out your tool belt. I'm like, okay, honey, I got you. Um, she doesn't say that. She's incredible. So, but um, So I'm walking through things, but forgiveness is something uh, that is a repeat issue with me, and, uh, and it's something um, that is difficult for me to accept, especially when it's in my home camp, uh, when it's in my close proximity, uh, when it's with my allies. And, uh, and so when it comes to me carrying out the ministry of reconciliation uh, that Christ began and me that I'm charged to continue here and today, uh, I like to look at it in a, diff a couple different lights, okay? One, personally, with my stuff. I've let you in about this far into my life about the stuff that I'm talking about there. Uh, the other, let's talk about the church. Let's talk about big C, then little c. Big C, then little c, okay? If there's anything that you or I do that do anything other than reconcile, okay, that means, uh, that means to make right in a relationship, to, to encourage healing in a relationship, um, uh, to uh, foster a relationship. Let me give an example of what it would be. That would be more like dividing, talking down on, uh, making fun of, um, in, a, in a mean way. I'm not talking about like a joke joke, but you know what I'm saying. Uh, but dividing uh, and having a cruel heart towards That's not having a ministry of reconciliation. And I think as time has gone on since I've been here, I've seen less and less of that. Okay? But I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I see less of it because I'm numb to it. 
or what. But I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you, people in this room that are listening. I just want to challenge you to pray through God. Are there ways that I'm dividing your kingdom? Or are there, are there ways that I need to repent and begin to reconcile things? Do I need to step out and reconcile? Do I need to seek forgiveness? Or do I need to choose to forgive? Because broken people hurt, uh, hurt people hurt people. We know this. We know this. We're all a bunch of mess-ups, okay? So no wonder there's pain, all right? But how are we responding to it? Are we letting it fester, or are we letting it become something that is, that is toxic, or are we addressing it, taking it to the doctor and allowing him to heal it? Ministry of Reconciliation, Big C Church, um, that's what I'm talking about, going church at, at church, other believers, okay, uh, inside the church. I know we, guys, we never struggle with this. We never have in the history of temple. Um, we're just such a great community that never struggles with in your, in, inward arguing. Um, but uh, I would challenge you, I would challenge you, just say, Lord, man, search my heart. Search my heart. Is there anything that I've done recently I'm not aware of that, unintentionally even, where I did something divisive or anti your ministry of reconciliation. See what he says. And then do business with him in that category. So whenever we're operating in a ministry of reconciliation, I want to make sure to end with this because I want you to know this. Um, band, you guys can go ahead and come up. But I want to end with this. I want you to understand that because, again, uh, it started from him, he brought us into him through Christ because of what he initiated, but what he followed through on, because of what he accomplished, then we are reconciled. We saw it through Christ. Now we are commissioned to do that. So when we operate a ministry of reconciliation to other people, understand that is their view of the God that we worship. The way that we reconcile other people towards each other, to ourselves, or to God, is their taste of who God is. Because the ministry of reconciliation should be an overflow or a byproduct of that which God has already done to us. So, if you needed saving, if you were broken, if God did it, if he's the one that was the source, the originator, and it was done through Christ with your name in mind, if Romans 5 hits you square in the heart and between the eyes. Then we as believers in Jesus Christ are commissioned to bring people along with us in that journey. And that not only looks like reconciliation between brother and brother, between sister and sister, between family member and family member, but that also looks like a ministry of reconciliation between those that are lost and introducing to them into the truth that we just talked about tonight. What's crazy is so much of this comes back to salvation and evangelism. 
Are you saved? Now go tell someone about it. Do you acknowledge that God did this to you in your life? Then go share it with someone so that they can experience the same thing. Continue what Christ started and minister as a missionary today. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for your example. Thank you so much for how you see us, what you did for us, that it all started with you, that you get all the credit for it, that you get the glory, Father. Thank you for the payment, Jesus Christ. Thank you for our names being on your mind, God. Thank you for the ministry, for bringing people to Calvary, for bringing us, kicking and screaming, God. Now let us go turn around and grab people and bring them with us. Let us share the good news without hesitation. Let us declare, let our bones sing, great are you, Lord. Father, with every witness and every interaction that we have, let it be one that testifies to the reconciliation that we've experienced because of you, through you, by you. Let us be a mere echo of your ministry, Jesus Christ, in Newburn. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Thanks again for listening to the Midweek Podcast here at Temple Church. If something spoke to your heart today, we'd love to hear from you and walk alongside you. You can reach us at temple at temple.church or you can send us a text message at 252-521-2093. If you enjoyed this week's episode, we'd love it if you rate and review the show and share it with your friends. That helps us to get the word out. Again, you can join us weekly for more episodes on how God can transform us and use us for His kingdom. We'll see you next time.